Hey everybody, it's Jason. This is Comedy on Vinyl. We speak with Katie Levine this week. She produces all of the Nerdist podcasts. You hear her voice at the beginning of a lot of the uh, episodes of the actual Nerdist podcast itself, but she also produces all of their network's podcasts. And uh, she wanted to sit down and talk about Jerry Seinfeld's I'm Telling You for the Last Time, which I had not heard in years, and I was glad to re-listen to it because it's just such a great album. Um, you know, I'm one of those people who's sort of 50-50 on Jerry Seinfeld. He's obviously a great comedian, but it sort of depends on what comedy we're talking about. I like his stand-up way more than I do the show. But um, uh, she's a really big fan of Seinfeld, and it was great listening to her talk about it and talk about her experience with her family and comedy. It is amazing. Uh, I also wanted to make sure that you listen to her podcast, which is called Save It for Air. So find that on iTunes. It's really easy to find. Um, also, we have a new podcast at Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is Vice Presidents being number two in the White House. It's uh, I've been studying the vice presidency for about six years, and uh, my buddy Matt and I have been trying to make a documentary about it for just that long. And uh, we decided to do a podcast about it and talk about it now that the uh, big election's coming up. So uh, listen to that first episode. You can find that on StolenDress.com, but you can also find it at VicePresidents.com and, of course, on iTunes. So listen to that. Rate it highly. Comments are good. Uh, do that for this podcast as well and for Katie's podcast, obviously. Listen to Katie's podcast, Save It For Air. It's actually really funny and really good. I listened to a, a recent episode about music where they play some music I'd never heard of before and really, really wonderful stuff. So, yeah, please enjoy this episode, and that is it, question mark? Yeah, that's it. I like these somewhat high-risk things, the scuba, the I've gone hang gliding, I've gone skydiving. I like a little bit of risk. I don't know, maybe that's why I do this. <laughs> I saw a thing, actually, a study that said speaking in front of a crowd is considered the number one fear of the average person. I found that amazing. Number two was death. Death is number two? This means to the average person, if you have to be at a funeral, you would rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy. <laughs> Skydiving was definitely the scariest uh, thing I've ever done. Let me ask you this question in regards to the skydiving. What is the point of the helmet in the skydiving? I mean, can you kind of make it? You jump out of that plane, that chute doesn't open. The helmet is now wearing you for protection. Later on, the helmet's talking with the other helmets, going, it's a good thing he was there or I would have hit the ground directly. You never jump out of a plane unless you got a human being strapped underneath you. That's basic safety. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. This week, with me, I have Katie Levine. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, I'm Telling You for the Last Time, right? Yes. That is the name of it. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. So why did you... Why, let's, let's talk about who you are really quick. Okay. You produce like every Nerdist podcast, basically. Yeah. I'm the network producer, and then I produce uh, an engineer... Um, well, I produce uh, all the podcasts individually, and then I engineer uh, the majority of them. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of work, though. It is, but it's fun. Yeah. I like it. Okay. It's not, it's not um, too much work yet. Yeah. Okay. I haven't. I haven't. Um. Like, you know, gotten overloaded. Right. right. Yet. Okay. That's not good. Going. <laughs> um. So even though you're not, you know, technically a professional comedian, you still are behind the scenes of a lot of comedy. You've been working in comedy for a long time, really. Right? Yeah, I've been working in comedy now, um, almost four years, because I uh, I worked for Corolla before I worked. All right. For Chris. And, yeah. Uh, so I've been, and I've. I love comedy. I've been, like, the biggest fan of comedy my mm. entire life. Um, yeah. And so I always kind of, like, knew, I don't know. I always wanted to work in comedy, so. Mm hmm Yeah, it's fun. What about this album is so, why'd you pick this one? Why'd you want to talk about it? Um, well, I, 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 I gotta say, I had a lot of trouble when you said I had to choose one. Mm-hmm. Because I have a lot of trouble choosing, like, one favorite thing of anything. Like, yeah. movies, um... It's impossible. Well, music, though. That's the only one called Beastie Boys is my favorite really? of all time anything, yeah. Nice. Um, but even that, there's, like, you know, close second, third, fourth. But, uh... Yeah. I chose this because... I, I think Jerry Seinfeld, like... Is that's my sense of humor. Uh -huh. That's my style of humor. That's what I really like. And yeah. like when I, you know, just crack jokes for fun, mm -hmm. that's the, the style I go for. Like I really like observational humor. And yeah. um, 
<laughs> I grew up, uh, the blinds are, there's like a ghost in here, I think. Mm-hmm. There's probably a ghost. Um, I grew up watching Seinfeld. That's, that's uh-huh. what I watched. Like, I, as a kid, I didn't watch many kid TV shows. I uh-huh. just watched whatever my dad was watching. Okay. And so that was, like, Seinfeld. Sure. And, like, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, like, the first time I, I, like, heard the album and then saw the DVD, mm-hmm. I was just like, like, I recognized a lot of the bits from the show. Sure. But I was just like, oh, this is the best. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. And I just was, like, cracking up for hours. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just chose it because I guess that's that's the one that I think for me it was just like I always I always like listen to it, re-listen to it, and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually forgotten how good this album was, um, so obviously I had to re-listen to it today. And I don't know. I, I some I think maybe the 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 Halloween just the Halloween bit is probably my favorite. Oh God, I love thing. that bit. The whole like <laughs> we. <laughs> Wait, everyone's gonna give us candy? What do we have to do for that? Yeah, I'll wear that. Like that's just great. It's and then the whole like talking about the costume when you were a kid. Because I remember just being a kid and walking down the street, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just like my costume falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being—I must have been like seven—and I was like dressed up as a baby, mm-hmm. so I had like a big diaper and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, and uh, I remember it just like falling off the whole night, oh, and like God. really like. Yelling at your friends uh-huh. and like, and then he goes into that, that wait up bit. Like yeah. that's my, f- I love that bit. The mm-hmm. wait ups, you mm-hmm. know, like that whole thing and how everything's up when you're a kid. And then parents are always like, calm down, slow down. Right. Um, yeah, that bit's so great. Because I also like, I still, I, I eat like really healthy and everything, but I have a candy problem. Like uh-huh. if someone puts Skittles in front of me, like I'm not gonna I eat have all the same of them. Issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I. uh do you remember the first time you heard or saw Seinfeld? I was actually trying to think of, like, the f- very first time, and I was so young, mm-hmm. I can't remember it. Okay. Because what year did it come out? Uh, like the, the show. The first, oh my god. Because that's, that's the first See, time I saw this is what we it. always get accused of, not enough research. Yeah, because I, I was just, my dad, like, my, I remember my dad being like, oh, you should watch this, because he always talked about seeing, he, like, he said the first time he saw Seinfeld on, on Carson, he uh-huh. was just like... Whoa! What is this? Yeah. Like, because it's 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 like what he always says: it's comedy about nothing. Sure, sure. It's just yeah. comedy about all these little things that we all have to deal with every single day, mm-hmm. and it's just like this really kind of interesting but obvious um, perspective on it. Yeah. You're just like, I never thought about it in that way, right? But I feel like I should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I was like so little watching Seinfeld. Like, I just would always watch with my dad, and then I remember uh, I got in trouble once for something as a mm-hmm. kid, and my parents were like, "You need like you can't come out of your room for like a week or some shit like that." <laughs> oh, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I was uh, I stole a little TV that we had in the garage, uh-huh. and it was like this tiny little like I mean seriously like four inch screen, uh-huh. and it had the rabbit ears. Yeah. And so all I could get was like. You know the basic cable channels, and I would just watch Seinfeld. Awesome! Like that was it, mm-hmm. and I kept that TV in my room for months, just watching Seinfeld on it because <laughs> it was always on, and that's just what mm-hmm. I watched. I, I, I feel like a lot of people have, and that's that actually gets to the point of something I usually get to later because I usually have to force people to talk about it. But like either having like really personal moments with comedy or making friends over comedy. Like obviously you had a thing like I know I would escape a lot through TV and yeah. stuff. So um, or comedy albums eventually. But did you ever make any friends? Um, over comedy? Not until recently, I guess. Uh-huh. I, um... Like, I was always really into it. Uh-huh. But I didn't, like, know it was, like, something... Like, I, I didn't know until later it was, like, something you could go do. Or, yeah. like... Like, I knew I didn't want to be a comedian. When I was, like, 10 or 11 or uh-huh. 12, around there, um, I became obsessed with Saturday Night Live. And uh-huh. it was, like, the Phil Hartman days. And yes. then, like, also, like, the... Like, you know, like, Adam Sandler, um... Uh... Like Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell, like mm-hmm. around that that era, like it was like those like five years or whatever that mm-hmm. that time was. Phil Hartman, I guess, was a little earlier. I remember watching that though with my dad because I remember when he died. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember watching that, going, "I want to produce that." Yeah. And I don't even think I knew what a producer did. Right. But I knew I didn't want to like be on TV. Mm-hmm. I I just was like, I want to make that happen. That's, That's awesome. all I know. I, I I just wanted to do that and um. Like, I, that's so, then I started, like, making movies on my own and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I ever, like, because, like, in high school, I remember my friends weren't really into comedy, like, uh-huh. I would watch Saturday Night Live, yeah. like, I would 
tape it on VHS because mm-hmm. I was like never home sure. and have my dad tape it and I would uh, watch it later and I remember like reenacting um, especially the uh, do you remember uh, Mr. Peepers yes yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> we used to do that all I used to do that all the time where I would like and my friends thought it was hilarious where I would like eat an apple and, like be spitting it at them mm-hmm. and stuff and like we would just do that all day uh-huh. and um, like we would make little funny videos and stuff yeah. for ourselves but uh I guess I don't know. I mean, I have now. Now I've definitely made friends because of comedy. Like sure. one of my best friends, Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with him over at Corolla, and like we became friends from there. Because like one mm-hmm. day I had an extra ticket to go see Aziz mm-hmm. at like the Largo, okay. and I, he was like, "Oh, do you want to go?" And he was like, "Yeah, I love going to comedy shows. I never have anyone to go with." I was like, <laughs> "Me neither." And then we just like started going to shows together all the yeah. time. That's all. Because I never, I always wanted to go, and I didn't really have anyone to go with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it can also be hard, depending on, uh, people don't, even like me, honestly, until I started listening to podcasts more a couple years ago, I really wasn't thinking about stand-up as a thing as much. I know it exists, but like, the more I listen to guys like Chris Hardwick, or, you know, even guys on Jordan Jesse Go talk about stand-up and stand-ups, I'm more aware of it now. And, I mean, I, yeah, it is kind of hard to find somebody who's into the same things as you are comedic. Especially someone that doesn't want to be that. Yeah, right, You know, someone right. that doesn't want to be a comedian. Yeah. It's, and then people will ask me sometimes, like, why are you so into it mm-hmm. if you don't want to do it? And I was like, because it's awesome. Right, right. It's just, it's entertaining. It's fun. Like, why would you not want to be involved with something that makes you laugh all the time? Exactly, exactly. Like, that's the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah. So for you, is it more of, I know I don't want to be the person doing that, but I know I definitely have to be a person making it on some level. Like, I have to help put that together. Yeah. I just, like, I just want to get, like, I just want to find funny people and get them heard. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I want to help other people hear them and other people discover them and get their jokes out there and everything. Sure. Like. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm doing that essentially with yeah, podcasting. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's not per se jokes, but it's super funny people having sure. conversations that are very entertaining and hilarious. Right, right. And uh, people all over the world are hearing it. Right. It's just crazy to think about. Yeah. That, yeah. like, people in Israel are listening mm-hmm. to shows that I work on. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that's insane. Ridiculous. Yeah. I can't believe that. How many of the podcasts do you actually sit in on? Like, uh, you- most of them. I mean, yeah. um, I sit on, on uh, You Made It Weird with yeah. Pete. Um, Indoor Kids, Sex and Sandra, Todd Glashell, um, some of the nerdists, not all of them, like the mm-hmm. host falls on there. Okay, uh, okay. And then, like, the writer's panel, the meeting yeah. season, which is with the nine-year-old Gil. Yes, yes. Who, uh, awesome. Is the best. And now he's asking everybody if they keep it crispy, because Pete does <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no. It's so great. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so and, uh. I know there's more. Sure. Like, sure. Maryland Rice Cup has one coming out. Oh, awesome. Um, I honestly, like, I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know there's more. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, is there, uh, are there other stand-ups? I mean, were most of your early comedy influences from your parents? Did your parents introduce you? My dad. Your dad? Okay, My dad, your dad yeah. specifically introduced uh, you. Yeah, stuff. like, I remember watching, like, Groundhog Day with him yeah. when I was little. Like, I remember him being like, oh, you need to watch these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I specifically remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, you need to watch this. Awesome. You're going to love this. And him, then we went to the, we used to go swimming at the Y, at the mm-hmm. YMCA, and someone uh, shit in the pool, <laughs> and he goes and tells me, and he tells me about Caddyshack. Oh, no. And he tells me about the scene and everything, and he's, like, cracking up telling me about it, and uh-huh. then, like, makes me watch the movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I remember watching, like, Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, uh... Just like all of those, like yeah. Blazing Saddles, like yeah. all, you know. That's so awesome. All though. that stuff with him. And then Saturday Night Live is because of him. What, what is the story on the sinks in airport bathrooms that they will not give us a twisted on, twisted off human style faucet? Is that too risky for the general population? Too dangerous? We better install the one-handed, spring-loaded, pain-in-the-ass Alcatraz style faucets. You know those ones where you got to go, hey, boy, I got a little water there. Oh, another couple drops. What is it that they think we would do with a faucet? Turn them all on full, run out into the parking lot, laughing, pushing each other into the bushes? Come on, the water's on, let's go! I turned it on full blast. 
you idiot, we're businessmen. We're going to miss our plane. Who cares? Water! That's how they think we'll behave. He just liked, liked laughing, I guess. That, yeah. I mean, I know it's a dumb thing to ask. Everybody likes to laugh, but there are some people don't have parents who introduce them to stuff that this is really going to make you laugh your ass off. But I hear that more and more on this podcast that, that people's parents are getting them into that stuff. Yeah, I, uh, he likes comedies. Like, he and I, like, one day in high school, it might have been I was, like, home during college, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad with time perception, so, like, I'll say <laughs> dates, and I'm just like, oh, that was, like... 10 years ago when I thought it was two. Right. Um, but uh, I came home and he was like cracking up mm-hmm. in, in his office. And I walked in and I was like, what are you watching? And he was like, this movie called Grandma's Boy. Oh, and I was just shit. like, I love yeah. that movie. Like, that's yeah. great. And we sat there and watched it. That is surprisingly funny, that movie. That movie's hilarious. I didn't want to like it at all. I loved but it. But it's, like, <laughs> it's too good. But yeah, so he, you know, growing up, he... Uh, he would always be watching shows like Seinfeld and Mad TV and mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. And, um, oh, we used to watch Perfect Strangers. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, like, I loved all the TGIF shows, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what else we would watch. And then, but yeah, movies, a lot of Steve Martin movies. Mm-hmm. I remember watching those with him. Um, I'm trying, I would actually try to remember the first time I heard, like, Wild and Crazy Guy, but uh-huh. I can't. I know I was really young. Yeah. And I know it was like one of those things I like heard over and over again, but I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly. So you guys watched a lot of TV and stuff and movies together. Do you know the first comedy album you listened to? Or did you listen to a lot of comedy albums at all growing up? I listened to some, because I think he had some. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the first one. I don't think yeah. I really got into it until high school. Okay. And that was like, I remember, you know, hearing like Steve Martin and George Carlin and sure. those type of uh and, like, Richard Pryor and stuff in high school. Uh-huh. And then in high school, I actually wrote this down because I, I was like, I have to bring this up. Uh-huh. I became a, like, I got really into all of the Adam Sandler albums. Okay. Which are comedy albums. Yeah. They're not stand-up. Sure. But I got so into those. And I went back and re-listened to them when I knew I was coming on here. Uh-huh. I just, like, they're all going to laugh at you. And yeah. uh, what the hell happened to me? Mm-hmm. Like, those albums, like brilliant yeah. he used to go around and just go no they're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> and then i would always like on the there's this one track on uh i think it's on uh, what the hell happened to me and mm-hmm. um it's the goat uh-huh and like every time like something had happened that i didn't like i'd be like oh fuck me in the goat ass <laughs> and like no one ever understood it no one knew what i was talking about yeah yeah but yeah i really liked those mm-hmm. and then um I'm trying to think what else I liked in high school. <laughs> My best friend Dan used to say that all Fuck the time. Fuck me in the goat yes, ass? Oh, the yeah. 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 All the it's time. A big one. And then, like, I, I loved, like, I, I had, like, like the best of, well, I had a lot of, like, the best of uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. yeah so it had, amazing. like, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. um, uh, Farley. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, in a van down by the river, I used to say that. Like, of I would course. just yell that all the Brilliant. time. Um I don't know. Oh, oh, there was one. I remember being in New York because my family's from New York, so we went out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember like one summer we were out there, and we went to this stupid, like fancy restaurant with my grandma that she wanted to go to. Uh-huh. And there's this dancer dude there uh-huh. that was Mango from Saturday Night Live, uh-huh. and my dad and I were just like, <laughs> we couldn't believe it, and we just we still talk about that. Yeah. We're like, remember we went to that restaurant and the. <laughs> That mango guy. We still talk about that all the time. That's so funny. I mean, it's nice to have cultural references like that, I think, for in your real life, especially in a situation you don't yeah. want to deal with. You know? Yeah. Did you, do you know what the first live comedy was? Eric, can you remember the first live mm. comedy? I do not. No? No. I no. don't think I really... It started going until, like, high school and college. Uh-huh. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Because, like... Like I said, I didn't really know it was, like, a thing you could go to, especially sure. in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. this was before the internet, right, really. Right. I mean, this was, like, right... The internet really kind of came out when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, like, most of my friends didn't have... My dad has his own business, so at his mm-hmm. office, he had the internet, okay. I remember. Mm-hmm. And then, I think... No, we got it at home, because I remember having AIM. Okay, Because sure. we had instant message. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it was, like, before I really knew how to access any of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh... And, like, you know, I remember, like, looking at comedy albums at Amoeba, because mm-hmm. I spent a good portion of my teenage years at Amoeba Records yeah. on Hate Street. Uh-huh. And I remember, that's, like, where I bought 
all like the Adam Sandler ones. Mm. I bought like Wild and Crazy Guy. Um, uh, like fuck, what else did I buy? <laughs> Seinfeld, of course. Um, Let's get small, like all those. Uh-huh. Yes, I bought those there. Um, I can't remember which one I bought first. Mm-hmm. Like it just because like I would go there and I buy like so many CDs at once, and I go back and sell them and yeah. go buy more. Yeah. Um, but the first live show I went to. It's hard to remember. I, I bet know. my dad would remember because I think I went. I, I probably went with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I should have awesome. asked him what we went to. That's so cool, though. I mean, to be able to do that with your family because yeah. I, mean, I don't where where I'm from, which is upstate New York. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. Where in upstate so, New York? Uh, Oneonta is okay, the biggest near. Know it, it, nobody does. If, if if you live in the city your whole life, you probably knew a couple friends who went there who went to Oneonta for for college. But yeah, uh, yeah that's about it. Yeah, there's nothing where I'm from. Yeah, so wouldn't have had the opportunity. I think my first live comedy shows were out here in L.A. I think. I think Patton might have been the first person I saw. That's now that amazing. I'm thinking about it, that's actually, amazing. I'm like trying. Yeah, for some reason I remember seeing Patton. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I didn't know it was there yeah. in San Francisco. Like, I was so close. I I could have gone. Sure, and you I just seen a lot. Yeah, of and I didn't up. really know. Like, I'm kind of pissed because now it's like I hear back and it's like all these people live there. Yeah, and yeah. They, like, could have gone the Purple Onion all the time. Right, I was like, right. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was also like. I was really into the music scene. Like, I went to concerts okay. every weekend. That was mm-hmm. all I did. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of pissed that I didn't know about it. <laughs> I bet. Looking I bet. back. Do you get to go see as many now? I mean, that you're so busy. I, I mean, go to the get... shows, like, every night, pretty yeah? much. Yeah? Just because, like, that's... Now I just hang out with a lot of comics. Sure. And that's just, like... That's one reason I really like comedy is that mm-hmm. I get bored... Uh-huh. really easily sitting at home. I live yeah. alone. I get lonely. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be here. I want to go do something. Sure. And uh, so I'll go hang out. Because it's, it's such a social industry. Sure. And that's all I want is like to be to socialize. Yeah. And, uh, and it's fun. And it's funny. And you get to see new stuff. And you get to see cool people. And that's how I've gotten a lot of like work and like yeah. met a lot of people and picked up podcasts and that's so cool. uh, with people. is by going to shows and meeting people and just like becoming friends with them. And then right. being like, oh, you should do a show. And you should do this. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's almost work in a way. Sure, but... Because it's a lot of networking. Ah, that's insanely cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a hell of a world to get involved with. Uh, just all these people. I mean, do you... I mean, it, it's interesting to me, though, that somebody who... I mean, we've all... We all have our own reasons for getting into comedy. Yeah. And I think a lot of performers is... Uh, not the single thing, but a definite, definite recurring theme is insecurity because mm-hmm. we want to get out in front of our, everybody and prove ourselves. But I mean, you want to help people prove themselves. You want to help people like try and elevate people. I mean, what's, do you know what it is inside you that's made you want to produce comedy? Um, I'm a big fan of it, Yeah, but I don't ever want to get up on stage, Yeah, you know? Of course. Yeah. No, I get that. Cause okay. I don't want to do stand up. I want to yeah. do some kinds of comedy, but I don't want to do stand up myself. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I write jokes just mm-hmm. for fun because yeah. I think of them and I right. write them down. Sure. And, you know, I've had, like, friends read them that are like, oh, they're funny. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to do them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not into that. That's, that's definitely, I know for a fact that's not what I want to do. Ever. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. It's yeah. just that's what interests me and that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm like, oh, this would be cool to do. Mm-hmm. And this I would be, like, into. and mm-hmm. Or this I am into. Right. And I'm good at it. Yeah. And I really like it. Yeah. And um, it's not boring. It's not monotonous. It's different every day. And it's right. just, you're constantly meeting cool people and, like, seeing and hearing new things. Mm-hmm. What was it like the first time you heard um, this album, this Jerry Seinfeld album? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was cracking up. Yeah. I, I heard the album first. I bought it on Yeah. And then um, my friend had the DVD. Okay. And uh, we watched that. I watched that, like, a few years later, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh... I just thought it was, like, the best. Like, I had heard a lot of the bits. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them, you know, are at the beginning of Seinfeld episodes. Like, I think, like, the oh, cow yeah. bit is. And, yep. You know, a lot of... But, um... Right. It's just... I love observational comedy. Yeah. Because, like... My biggest pet peeve in the world is people that are not observant. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand these people. <laughs> right. I can't... I can't figure them out. Like... Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, the first time I heard it, it was just being like, oh my god, I never really thought about the supermarket in that way, you yeah, know? Yeah, being yeah. like, oh yeah, you really watch people in the supermarket, they are just walking around like, where am I? What, what <laughs> aisle is this? How did I get here? Right. And, like, you're, st- I remember being sick in high school and, like, going to, uh, 
like, I just had, like, a really bad, like, cold or something going and, like, trying to bite cold medicine. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know what any of this fucking means. Like, <laughs> yeah. what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And I, like, thought of his bit. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, I just remember th- being, like, so stoked because I got to see some of his stand-up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning and ends and in the middle or whatever of, of Seinfeld episode. Sure. But then to get, you know, whatever it is, like 90 minutes to two hours yeah. full, I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. This is like nonstop. When you're a kid, your brain can't even process the information. You can, you're like, what, what is this? What did you say? So what did you say about giving out candy? Who was giving out candy? Everyone that we know is just giving out candy. Are you kidding me? When is this happening? Where? Why? Take me with you. I, I gotta be a part of this. I'll do anything that they want. I can wear that. <laughs> I'll wear anything I have to wear. I'll do anything I have to do to get the candy from those fools that are so stupidly giving it away. So the first couple of years, I made my own costumes, which of course suck, the ghost, the hobo, no good. <laughs> then finally, third year, begging the parents, got the Superman Halloween costume, not surprisingly. <laughs> Cardboard box, cellophane top, mask included. Remember the rubber band on the back of that mask? That was a quality item there, wasn't it? That was good for about 10 seconds before it snapped out of that cheap little staple they put it in there with. You go to your first house, trick or snap, it broke, I don't believe it. Do you like, I mean, is there, do you prefer listening and watching his stand-up to the show, to the, the sitcom, or no? Uh, I think they're both pretty equal. Yeah? Yeah, I still love, I don't, unfortunately I don't have cable right now. Uh-huh. Because I moved, and I got my own place, and it's very expensive, and then I was yeah. like, oh, well, if I'm home and I want it, sure. I'll get it, and then I'm never home. <laughs> right, right. Ever, but I like own, um, I don't own all the seasons, I own like sporadic like different i have like okay. one three five i don't know mm-hmm. random ones all the unnumbered um, ones and i'll just like rewatch. like i'll just like put in you know a dvd once in a while just like have it on yeah and uh because like when it when i did have cable i would just put on seinfeld every time it was on right right that and um i love lucy that's yes. another oh that's another with like huge it's not stand-up at all but that was a Doesn't huge matter. comedy influence on me yeah when i was a little kid i was obsessed with i love lucy mm-hmm. like i would watch that every day mm-hmm and that was just like my favorite thing. Yeah, in the world. no, I, I I love watching classic TV. They don't they don't show enough of my favorites anymore. But you you have to be at home during the day to watch. Yeah, it. Seinfeld and uh, I Love Lucy are on during the day quite mm-hmm. a bit. And I like I remember one time I set my DVR to record every Seinfeld that was on, mm-hmm. which was the biggest mistake because it just filled up in I, like two days. Yeah, no, I bet, <laughs> I bet. Um, do you? Um, let me see. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. That's cool. This always happens. Um, do, 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 Oh, fuck, I had a really good question for you, too. Give me one second. Sorry. Um, That's cool. I'm, I'm obviously really, really good at this. Give me one second. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. What was it? Give something specific about the album, too. Have to do a bit. Oh, man. What was it? Something specific about the first time I heard the album. My brain's not working, but uh, it, it was probably more about uh, making making friends uh, over comedy. But we've already gone over that. Um, Comedy's kind of a weird thing to make friends over if you yeah. don't want to be a comedian, right? Yeah, I, I guess I can I, I can see that. I, yeah, it's it's different because I don't uh, normally the people I interview either want to be comedians or although I did interview Mo the other day uh, from you know the nerd yeah room. yeah him you know him obviously but mm-hmm. I, I interviewed him and he's a guy who produces too doesn't. He does perform also, but, you know, he doesn't, he, he feels like he's more of a producer yeah. and putter together of comedy. And my brain doesn't necessarily work that way. I'm more of a writer. Is there, is there something about the way your brain works that makes you adept at putting that together? Do you know? I mean, do you think um, about it that way or no? Well, from a producer standpoint, yeah, because, like, I, I have, like, I'm not that good, like, I don't. I can come up with ideas on my own, but I uh-huh. never think they're good. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're good. They're right. probably not good. Um, <laughs> but, like, in college especially, I remember, um, like, that's where, like, I started, like, really producing stuff. Because uh-huh. my friends and other people come to me with these ideas mm-hmm. of, of shorts they wanted to make. Okay. And I would be like, 
they'd be explaining it to me, and I'd be like, oh, I know how to do that. Yeah. Like, I know all the different little things that we have to do to make that work. Yeah. And it's always, like, a lot of the times it's, like, mundane little details that mm-hmm. no one's really going to think about. Sure, And um, sure. I would always just kind of, like, know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know, like, where I picked that up, how I learned how to right. do it, but I could just, I just figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I meet people whose whose creativity sort of displays out in these different directions. Where, and I think that's what creativity is: is picking something up, not realizing where you picked it up or that you picked it up, but just being able to apply it without anybody really giving you any guidance. And it yeah. feels like you know, and that's what I did because there weren't any classes, especially mm-hmm. at my school for producing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like these weird like weekends. My school was great. I went to Cal State Monterey Bay. Okay, and it was. Like, so great for me because it was small and it was small class sizes. Uh-huh. And they would just, like, give us a camera and be like, go make a movie and then we'll talk awesome. about it. And so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And um, and I worked in the major's building. Uh-huh. And so I had, like, access to everything. Yeah. Like, we had a live TV studio. We had, a re- like, awesome. every equipment, every piece of equipment you could want. Yeah. And I could just make stuff. Sure. Um, but, like, there wasn't any producing thing. So, like, what I did is I just took every single class. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I want to be a producer. I have to know how everything that's, works. Yeah, so I took it. editing, writing, directing. I didn't do acting because, uh, <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, screenwriting. Like, mm-hmm. I took everything. Because I was like, well, I want to know how every little aspect of sure. um, the industry, you know, film and TV or whatever, works. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, everybody would just come to me like, oh, can you help produce this? Can you put this together can you be the assistant director on this can you be the production manager on this yeah i just i just you know it was like trial and error yeah try stuff if it worked Mm -hmm. great if it didn't i tried it a different way that's awesome how how did you end up going from doing what seems like mostly like film and video stuff to specifically like podcast stuff did it just i fell into it yeah um when i was living in new york uh, mm-hmm. I moved to New York after college because I really didn't want to move to L.A. Okay, okay. And I, you know, my family's out in New York. Like, I went out there all the time. Sure. Like, I knew it. And I was like, I want to try New York. Yeah. And I moved out there, and I worked as... Because for a while, I wanted to be a talent manager. Okay. When I was in college, that's what I thought I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and so I, like, worked as an assistant mm-hmm. at a management firm for a while. Um, and then I was, like, a PA, and I worked... Uh, I just talked about this on... Nerdist, actually. I worked as a, at like a post house. Okay. Has not even like an assistant editor. I would just like log footage. Okay. And when I got hired, they're like, do you know Avid? And I was like, yeah. Mm. I had never used Avid. <laughs> I had to teach it to myself in like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I had all these like random jobs, but then I just got sick of New York. Okay. And so I left because mm-hmm. I, I missed California. And oh. I moved here. And uh-huh. then I had an office job that I couldn't stand because sure. I was sitting at a desk all day. Yeah. And, uh, and when I had lived in New York... I started listening to podcasts because mm-hmm. I was, you know, on the subway and everything so much. And I started listening to um, Corolla and uh, Ricky Gervais. Okay. And I started listening to a lot more stand-up albums, too. Awesome. Because um, I just, you know, I want, I needed to be entertained when I was sure. walking and on the bus and on the subway. And uh, so when I moved out here, I kept listening to them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, there's like, you know, in New York, I went to UCB a few times. I went to Eastville a few times. Mm-hmm. But... I didn't really know anyone out there right. to go with, mm-hmm. and so, like, you know, I, I didn't get to go as much as I wish I had, um, sure. but when I moved out here, I don't know, like, I met more people that were kind of into it, like, mm-hmm. some of my friends were like, oh, yeah, I'd be interested in doing that. Sure. I, I realized some of my friends listened to the same podcast as me. Awesome. And so, um, I, like, you know, went to, like, a few of the uh, Corolla ones, uh-huh. and I went to, um, I went to one... I went to the last Bald Brian one when uh-huh. it was his be- the benefit okay. for his um, his tumor, mm-hmm. and uh, I just started like talk. We were leaving, and I, was- I went with my dad because mm-hmm. my dad is like cool. likes a lot of the same comedy I like now. Even like he's like super in the Louis C.K. And, awesome, uh, Patton, so cool. and uh, everyone. So he he liked Girl, and he came with me, and uh, and I- we were waiting online at the valet, and I started like talking to the dude that was next to us online, and yeah. he-, he worked there. Okay, at Corolla, he was an intern. And I, um, we just became friends and like, we became friends on Facebook and whatnot. Uh-huh. And then he emailed me, uh, just like weeks later and was like, Hey, they, they want to hire someone. Uh, I know you have a job, mm-hmm. but would you be interested? 
Because they, they want someone that knows their stuff, but they want a girl. Okay. And it has to be someone who can put up with Adam's shit. Right. You know? And I was right. like, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I left a paid job yeah. for an unpaid position shit. at Corolla. Because I asked my dad, I was like, what should I do? And he's like, you fucking take that. Awesome. Like, awesome. If, I'm not going to let you end up on the street. You right. know? Like, right. if it doesn't fall through, like, you'll, you'll leave. You find another job. And sure. I'll help you out if you need it. Awesome. So I left. And I started working for Corolla. And then, you know, thankfully I got started getting paid in like three months or something Mm -hmm. but um yeah i just kind of like and when i was there he was still doing the one-on-one style Mm -hmm. and um it was like me and donnie and then uh logan Mm -hmm. his uh my friend logan now he he was there that's how we met Uh and that was it wow it was like for like we would just do all the shows like just that just like usually it's just me and logan yeah and yeah Jesus. And then it turned into the huge thing it is now. Sure. While sure. I was there. Okay. And then when did you start with the Nerdist? It's been a year now. A year? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was like a year, uh, end of June, early July. Was it he just started feeling overloaded? <laughs> yeah, I had left Corolla because I wanted more responsibility. Yeah. I wanted more to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't, you know, I just wasn't going to get it there. Yeah. And I liked it, but I just, you know, sure. I wanted to grow. Of course. And so I left and I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And, um,. I read and you know online that Chris was starting a network and mm-hmm. I had met him. Okay. Because you know it's a small world. Sure. And I had always like wanted to help him out because I was a big fan mm-hmm. of the Nerdist and um, I just never had time or anything. And I emailed him and I was like, "Hey, I'm unemployed. Mm-hmm. Do you want help?" And he was like, "Yeah." Awesome. And that was it. Like, God, that's so cool though. Because he knew I knew how to do it. Sure. Like I knew sure. how to run a network. I knew how to, you know, engineer and produce it's good to have that kind of reputation especially though and like i said in the world of comedy that is filled with people like me who are insecure and need people who just fucking know what they're doing and can just drop themselves right into a position and just do it no like people would come to me with ideas like pete lake was like oh i want to do a podcast and he Mm -hmm. said his idea and i was like oh yeah that can work like i can make that work Mm -hmm. you know and just like i knew how to do it so like as I, i i like to say like oh i just all you have to do is show up and talk. Yeah. And I'll yeah. do the rest. Right, right. Um, I, I luck out in that my guests usually do all the talking. <laughs> I, can, I, can just, I just let them talk about their influences. Um, well, then what the, your dad must be, like, ecstatic for you. Because th- th- this is exciting to me because I, I love when people's parents are, like, that supportive and love comedy as much. Oh, yeah, he's you super know? proud. Like, he, you know, he's always, like... He doesn't want me to have some desk job. Sure. Like, he was yeah. always like, oh, you you know, this is what you're good at. Like, you should pursue this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know, I, who knows, like, where it's, everything's going to lead to. At, at the moment, I'm very happy. I don't want to leave at all. Right. But, you know, and I'm ha- and it's growing so much. Yeah. I'm in such an interesting position in the podcasting world. Because, uh, you know, I've been in it for three years now, like three and a half years, yeah. something like that. And, like, just the growth of that. In the three years, has been insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to the point, if, if if something like a podcast, as seemingly small as a podcast, can get a TV show. You yeah. know what I mean? Can become a TV show. Yeah. I'm surprised we're not seeing more. I think we'll see a lot more in the next couple of years. Yeah, you know? more and more people are learning about it and yeah. figuring out what it is. And, uh, and people are realizing, like, oh, this is an actual thing. And yeah. you can make money off this. Right. And, and this can be, you know, this can really change people's careers. Yeah. And, um... But so it's, it's not changing the content, right? Which is which is awesome. The content doesn't seem to be changing. Yeah, because you know, Chris no one's swear up a storm. Yeah, no one's there. You're you're your own boss. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's awesome. It's just full creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Complete creative freedom. Um, like the Todd Glass show, like it's just bits the whole time. You yeah, know, it's like he yeah. can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my dad. No, he's he's stoked. He, he's awesome. very excited for me. That's so cool. You're washing your face with milk bringing cats in from all over the neighborhood. Hurry up and drink it! Come on, it's almost time! Get back over here. Yeah. How do they know that that is the definite exact day? You know, they don't say like it's in the vicinity, give or take, roughly. They brand it right into the side of the cart and then they that's your goddamn day right there. Oh, don't screw with us. We know what day is the final day. And then it is so over. You ever have milk the day after the day? It scares the hell out of you, doesn't it? 
the spoon is trembling as it comes out of the bowl. It's after the day. I'm taking a big chance. I smelled it. You smell it. What is it supposed to smell like? It smelled like milk to me. I don't know how they're so definite, though. Maybe the cows tip them off when they're milking them. July 3rd. Are you, do you, I mean, obviously you're doing what you're doing and you're loving mm -hmm. it, doing a great job. Are, are you still, do you still do any film video production or anything no. like that? On the, no? no. No. I mean, I, I was always interested in it, but that sure. wasn't really, I wasn't always like, I will, I would, I would always, I, if I go into that field, I would like to do TV rather than film. I've okay. always liked TV more than movies. Yeah. Like I like movies and all of it. Sure. I was always a TV kid. Yeah. Um, and I like TV, even still, like, I like TV shows. Yeah. It's probably better for a comedy nerd. I yeah, I like... watch those over movies. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but, and I'm not, like, saying I'll never do that. No, no, but, no, of course, of course. you know, at, at the moment, I'm not really into any, I'm sure. not doing anything involved with that. Yeah. Um, what, do you, uh, let's see, do you know what the, what was the first, um, let's see, uh, da 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 Oh, okay, let's let's actually talk about this because we were talking about the internet earlier. Do you know when the first time you stopped? Did you the first time you like maybe downloaded a comedy album as opposed to just oh. got it in store? Because like a lot of people now that I I, I want to interview, they're like, I don't know, I don't, I've never even heard an album on cassette. It's all been downloaded. So like you know, and I'm just curious about when people first downloaded an album. Was it different for you? Because it's different for me. I like having that's it interesting question. You know? The first time I, like, didn't buy the actual CD. Mm -hmm. For me, I like having something physical, and I bet my audience is tired of listening to me talk and jam yeah. but you can see from this pile of shit, yeah. I love to have albums in my hand. You know, that's a... Oh, wow. I don't know. It probably... Yeah. I mean, what year would it have been? Right. I mean, the, the you know, the internet... I mean, uh, the first album Because I, I just ever... started buying music and stuff, you know? Sure, so, sure. I don't. I don't remember the first music album like I bought or downloaded. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember using Napster back sure. in the day. Yep. No, nope, me too. Definitely. Oh, I used to use Napster and download Jerky Boys. Really? Stuff all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, I had like all the Jerky Boys stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I had. Oh, what else did I have? Oh my god. There was like another thing that was like the Jerky Boys, but it wasn't Jerky Boys. Okay. What was it? And. Now I can't remember. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, that's what I loved about Napster and all that stuff, is that I could get stuff that there's no way I was going to find anywhere else. Because nobody was digitizing albums yet. Yeah. People at home were ripping their vinyl or their CDs for you because you couldn't buy them in your yeah. area. And especially if you lived where I lived, that's the only way you were going to get it. I remember being in the dorms and they had, like, some sharing program. But uh -huh. it never worked properly. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but I don't know what the first album I downloaded was. That's a good question. Do you... I'd have to, like, go and look at my computer. Yeah. Do, you, do you miss it at all, having a physical album, or no? Does it matter um, to you? Sometimes I do. Yeah. <sighs> when I keep moving, so when mm -hmm. I, every time I move, I'm like, I'm really glad I don't have anything yeah, like that. Yeah, Um. No, I don't know. It's fine on my computer, to be honest. Like, yeah. it doesn't really bother me, I don't think. Just, People, I'll probably get backlash for saying that, but... No, you I won't. move all the time, and <laughs> yeah. I live in a studio apartment, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> the less I have, the better. Of course. <laughs> no, I, and I think that's smarter, and that's 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 the argument to be made for digital yeah. media, but obviously. But I do like seeing albums. Like, you know, like I like that Jonah, like, put his album out on vinyl. Yes. I think that's really cool. It's great, yeah. And, um... You know, it's cool to, like, see a CD and, like, see the inserts and all that mm -hmm. type of stuff. Like, just because it reminds me of, um, like, going to Amoeba and buying new albums and just being, like, so excited yeah. to to listen to them and, like, have the CD. And, mm -hmm. like, the CD gets worn out and mm -hmm. I'd have, it, like, the CD case in my car and everything. Right. And my Discman would skip. Yeah. You know, I, liked, I like that. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that I kind of miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's more the experience with it, really. I mean, it's not... I guess uh, comedy, like, same with music, sort of depends on when you heard it for, or when you heard it, when you listened to it, what what it meant to you at the time, right? I mean, yeah. you know, what it helps get you through. Yeah. You know? And I, 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 and I just, do you have any, like, I like that, that you, you say that your favorite 
bar none, music act is the Beastie Boys. Yeah. They've got a definite comedic element to them. Oh, for you know? sure. You know? That's why I loved them. They were doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. They were just like, hey, this is us. Take it or leave it. Yeah. We don't care if you don't like it. We're yeah. going to continue being us. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. I like people that are just like, they're just themselves and they're not trying to be anything else in the world. Right. And like, all their videos, like I have the anthology video, like, uh-huh. I mean, the sabotage video and it's just like, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, everything about them. Like, I've seen them live a bunch, you know, or did see them live mm-hmm. a bunch of times, and they were always hilarious. And, so uh, cool. yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're great. Do, are there any other, like, music acts that you can think of that you might have, you might like for the same reason? Or is that... Um... But just because that was them, yeah, and they haven't like really changed. Like I don't know. I mean, the Beast Boys did change, but they never sold out. You know, they right. never. Yeah, in a way, yeah, you're right. I, I, I listened to Chris talking about them on one of the episodes, and he had a really good. He condensed what they were really well. That they kind of, their first hit song was a novelty. Yeah, but they still carried it through, and just somehow managed to make really good music. Well, yeah, I mean, I like I everything. Like they're always different. Like I love mm-hmm. all their punk stuff because I used to be like. I used to be such a punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love their punk stuff. Hip-hop. Like, they molded my music yeah. taste. Because I, my dad liked them. Awesome. That's how I got into them. Shit, that's so cool. Three Jews from New York. He mm-hmm. loved them. <laughs> and uh, and so, like, I remember, like, listening to them growing up and mm-hmm. just, like, just thinking it was the best. And I, I still, like, I'm obsessed. Do you do you ever think of any... I, I, I like listening to people talk about punk and comedy as far as they, they do seem to be similar aesthetics with different yes, approaches you know they are it's this like kind of this this, this like niche scene mm-hmm. that is um super do it yourself yeah yeah it's constantly just like trying new things just having fun with it yeah just yeah it's very similar and i think that's why i like the scene so much is because as it, when i was in high school i was like really into the punk scene yeah not like the hardcore like you know i didn't have my mm-hmm. hair like i was a little skater punk uh-huh um, if anything, but I was like a skater surfer punk. That's, mm. you know, and then For so, sure. um, but yeah, it is like this kind of just weird, I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess there's no other way to explain it. I'm trying to think how to word it, but it's just this weird to like this do it yourself scene where yeah. everyone's just having fun with it and right. being themselves and just trying to entertain others. And yeah, there's some I mean, people that aren't going to like it, and there's some people that are. Sure. And they're going to keep doing it, though. Yeah. It's unpretentious, I guess, in the most possible way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And comedy can't really be good comedy if it's pretentious. It's very humble. Yeah. It's, it, they're both very humble, I think. Mm-hmm. And what is weird, though, I mean, is that, you know, punk, while it's sort of died out, I mean, it still has its... You still see it echoing. You yeah. know, you still see some music that's kind of punk. Comedy's just going to keep going, it feels. Yeah, especially you know? right now. Mm-hmm. Because... It, it's interesting right now how comedy is really um, blowing up at the moment because it's so accessible mm-hmm. with podcasts and right. with, um, you know, comedy albums just being available everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, they're easier to get, yeah. easier to download. Um, things like Spotify. Like, I love that all yes. the albums are on Spotify. It's Because, like, there's a bunch of albums, like, you know, I I don't have everything. Like, I, I was thinking, I was like, do I still have the, my, the you know, I'm telling you for the last time, CD, and yeah. I probably have it at my mom's house. Okay. I'm assuming that's, like, where all my old CDs are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have it on my computer still, I, so I had ripped it. But I wonder, like, what else I have there that I haven't looked at in forever. Right, right. And it's kind of cool with Spotify. Mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, I, I forgot about that album. Like, yeah. And it's, it'll most likely be on there. Right, it's I can it's go true. listen to it. Mm-hmm. So it's very accessible now, and there's mm-hmm. kind of, um, I feel like it's, you know, almost in, like, a renaissance, like it's kind of yeah. People, it's it's exploding at the moment, which is awesome. Yeah, I like that they're it's being really less fun. precious about their comedy though too. They're not afraid to just like fuck it. I'm going to be funny for an hour. I don't mm-hmm. have to do my bits, you know, but I don't have to also be afraid that I'm giving anything away for free. It's not a big deal to most of them, you know. You mean like with podcasts? Or yeah, something? I feel yeah with podcasts. I feel like guys like Pete Holmes, they've got like they've got a set. They've all got a set that they work off mm-hmm. of and I, I feel like you might, some people are sometimes afraid that they're going to give away too much by entertaining for an hour each week for free. But these guys yeah. don't seem to be afraid. Well, they're also funny and creative that they're going to constantly come up with funny stuff and right. the conversa- you know, the conversations are always different because everybody, you know, has different yeah. perspectives on life and Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's awesome. It's so good. Uh, and I I just love that uh, that you're, you know, helping bring this shit 
to the forefront, you know? It's really yeah, cool. it's it's an interesting place to be. Yeah, I Especially, bet. yes, I don't know. <laughs> it's fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I, wa- I wrote some things down uh-huh. about Seinfeld. Oh, my, my grandma once, I remember I was talking to her about Seinfeld, and I was like, oh, do you like Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, but he's a little too Jewish for me. <laughs> Which I thought was the best thing that my grandma, who was like 90 at the time, ever uh-huh. said. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> oh we're Jews. So uh-huh. I was like, all right. That's pretty funny. My dad and I always talk about, we always talk, like, I bring up Seinfeld references, like, mm. in everyday conversation. Yeah. And uh, we always talk about that episode where Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. with the, the, oh, dentist, the dentist, yes, oh god, became Jewish for the joke, so and how that is probably one of the greatest <laughs> episodes of any TV show ever created. Yes, agreed. and because uh, you know we're not religious, mm-hmm. so we would always joke that we're Jewish for the jokes. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're Jewish so we can make fun of ourselves mm-hmm. and go eat bagels, you know, and that type of shit. But um, yeah, my grandma's saying that I like couldn't believe she said That's that. Hilarious. It was. It was so great because she also once called a girl Jappy, and I thought that was amazing. So Jewish American right, princess right, for the right, people that right, don't yes. know. Yes, but I but thought still. she's like ninety. She's yeah. a Holocaust survivor. It was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Holy cow! Yeah, that's so funny to me. Um, and you sit there, you pretend you're reading your little magazine. You're actually looking at the other people. <laughs> I wonder what he's got. That guy's a goner. <laughs> then they call. You get very excited when they call you. Because you think now you're going to see the doctor. But you're not. Now you're going into the next smaller waiting room. Now you don't even have your magazine. Now you got your pants around your ankles. You're sitting on that butcher paper they pull out over the table. Sometimes I bring a pickle with me and I put it next to me right there on the table. I don't know. In case the doctor wants to fold the whole thing up for a to-go order. Get your pants off and get in there and I will tell you what I think. Doctors always want your pants off. Take your pants off. Doctor would like to see you with no pants. Just get them off. It's my head. I said take your pants off. But I hate the extra weight, so I start, maybe I'll start screwing around with some of his stuff, you know? Maybe I'll turn that thing up a little bit. Whatever the hell that does. Take all the tongue depressors out, lick them all, put them all back in. Yeah, two can play at this waiting game. Just once I'd like to say to the doctor, you know what? I'm not ready for you yet. Why don't you go back in your little office, I'll be in in a minute. And get your pants off. Then we'll see what's what. Why does the doctor need that little office for anyway? You know, his books, little stupid aquarium there. I guess he doesn't want people to see him looking stuff up. What the hell was that? (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was kind of gross. That wasn't the tube or the circle. But yeah, you know, it's just like... Weird little things will always, like, remind me of um, that Seinfeld album. Like, mm-hmm. every time I go in a, a, a bathroom on a plane, mm-hmm. I'm like, I do look good in this mirror. Oh, he's right. <laughs> and then I always, like, the, the razor blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he's like, there's a slot for the used razor blade. Yes. Because um, we would always fly out of Oakland when I was little because mm-hmm. it was, like, easier to get to. And yeah. there was always... And I, I see, I've seen it a few other places, but it was always in the Oakland airport bathroom. Uh-huh. There was used... Um, Needle deposit. Oh my, oh my god! Things, yeah. And I'd always be like, "What? Who is like using a ne- like? What is? Who's using needles in here?" And Holy it always shit. reminded me of that because I yeah. think there was like a razor blade and the women's too. I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> Holy crap! I've never seen that before in my life. Yeah, it was in the. It, they're still there because yeah. I fly in the Oakland still. So, That's so always there, and it's That's like, hilarious. "What's going on?" <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else I wrote down about the album. That's so funny, though. You know, it's uh, I love that your grandmother called it too too Jewish. Too Jewish. She's like, yeah, like, I like them, but he could be a little too Jewish for me. That's so. Funny. I as a kid, I really wanted to be Jewish. I didn't want to be religious, but I wanted to be Jewish. Once I found that jokes? every comedian <laughs> I knew was Jewish, I'm like, holy shit, there must be some key there that I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like as a little kid, I'm like, yeah. that was how my brain worked. 
I don't know what it is, what it is about the Jews, but that's like what I said about like Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. three Jews from New York. Yeah. You know, my mm-hmm. dad's like, I like these kids. <laughs> we can relate to these guys. So funny. Um, or like even just recently, I was paint. I was at a supermarket and uh, this woman, this old woman in front of me, was paying with a check. <laughs> And I just, like, looked at her, and I was like, are you serious right now? And it took, like, five minutes. And I just, like, there's, like, so many little things in life that will remind me of, like, Seinfeld bits. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. That's why it's going to continue to ring true, I think, for a lot of people anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I re-listened to it Mm -hmm. um, before this. I re-listened to it twice. And, like, so much of it holds up. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not dated at all. Like, even the beginning with the phone bit, like, that still holds up. Because, like... That holds up kind of reminds me of how nobody will, like, you know, you call someone and then they text you back and you're like, oh, come on, really? Like, right, you know, right. like, here you would call people to get their machine and then you're like, oh, you picked up. <laughs> now what? <laughs> it reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really like, one thing I really like on that album is in the question, uh, the question, the Q&A part at the end. Oh, yeah. Someone asked him, like, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I want to surf because I surf. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked what he said about how he was like... I just like the idea of surfing because it seems like the ocean's just trying to get you out of it. And you were like, no, 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 I'm going to go in. I like that. That's, yeah. like, that's an interesting perspective on surfing. That's true. How, like, they're just, you're riding waves and it's trying to push you out and then you paddle back in. And mm-hmm. you're, the ocean's probably like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I told you to get out of here. <laughs> but I, I like that perspective on it. That's so funny. If you were going to, if you're going to like, if somebody's going to ask you, you know, what's your favorite album, you're going to say this album, let's say. Uh, why would you recommend somebody who hasn't heard it listen to it? Like, what's what's important about this album to you? Um, it's just a unique look on life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, it's kind of like what I, I think I said. I think I said it earlier. Like, um, it's like all these little daily things that we all go through, but mm-hmm. it's like this funny observation on them. Yeah. So it's it's things that. Um, Everybody can relate to it. Sure. Like, my 93-year-old grandma can relate yeah. to it. You know, yeah. she goes to the grocery store. Sure. Um, she's probably like, what? what is mesquite? What is that? You <laughs> right, know, like, right. she, everyone can relate to this. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just funny. Yeah. And for the most part, it's, like, it's fairly clean. Yeah, it is. And I like I like comedy that's... I'm always impressed with comedy that's clean. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, that's interesting, you yeah, know? Yeah, I think the worst he says is goddamn a few times. Yeah. Times, you know? That's, and, that's uh, the strongest he gets. Like, I always, yeah, I'm always, like, super impressed by that. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I saw Larry Miller. Uh-huh. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, my dad, and I love Larry Miller. Mm-hmm. I used to work with him at Corolla, which yeah. was, like, oh, awesome. just That's amazing. So cool. yeah. my, my dad met him, actually, at the Last Ball Brian, and he just talked to him about the episode of Law & Order he was on. Uh-huh. Because he was on this episode of Law & Order uh-huh. um, back in the day, and he played the insanely evil character. Okay. Just ridiculously evil and mm-hmm. so good. Um, but, yeah, his, his, you know, he's clean. Yeah. And I always, like, I just think it's really... It takes a lot. It I mean, does. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, maybe, maybe it, it doesn't. Does. I don't know. I don't do stand-up. Right. So I'm always, I'm always cautious to talk about because I'm like, I don't do it myself. Right. I right. don't know. But it feels like it takes a little more art to do it then. Yeah. Because swearing just, can be easy. It's just something like, oh, you, you know, like, oh, I, you could play this for a kid. Mm-hmm. And they right. Would, like, I feel like if, you know, if you played Seinfeld's album for a nine-year-old, he would relate to it yeah he'd be absolutely. like oh you're right i do love candy and I, my halloween costume never never stays on yeah, yeah you know? you're right, you're right. Just, you would totally get it, it kind of does span the ages and another thing about this album definitely is that it's it's a guy at the top of his game i mean it's him yes. retiring all of his old stuff yes. so he doesn't have to use it again but, but he was so influential like sure on, on so much of like, like comedy have the you comedy ever seen world. him live no i have not and i want to so bad and yeah. larry miller like opened for him a few years ago in Vegas, and uh-huh. I was, like, almost going to be like, can you get me in? Can I go? You're right, how right. Do I get that? How do I do this? Uh, yeah. But I, have you? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, I haven't. I want to. It so bad. I bet. That would be the best. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I would just, you know, I think it's a good album for people. Like, I was, I always think, like, I when I, what I think makes it, like, a when I know I really like a comedy album. Yeah. Which I think I was. Uh, when I know I really like a comedy album is, uh, when I'm working out, I have my iPod just mm-hmm. on shuffle. Yeah. And when um, tracks from an album come on that I really like, uh-huh. I won't skip it. Yeah. And, like, that's how I know that I'm like, oh, I really like this. Because it will be bits that I've heard mm-hmm. so many times before. Sure. And I'll just listen through it. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of, like, good albums of people that I know and I'm friends mm-hmm. with and I work with. Yeah. That are, like, 
you know, like, I would consider, like, some of my favorite, like, that are just so good, like, yeah. Kyle Canaan's, yes. Anthony Jeselnik, uh-huh. um, like, Pete Holmes, yeah. like, John Mulaney, like, they're all, like, they're all so good, and a yeah. lot of those albums, when they come on, I won't skip over it, I'll right. sit there and listen to it. Yeah. Well, and Seinfeld is one of those, for sure, mm-hmm. if one of the tracks comes on, because mm-hmm. um, it's never, it's just usually, like, right in the middle, sometimes you're like, you know, you, I won't hear the setup, but I'll know what's going on, because sure. I've heard it so many times. Yeah. But I'll just listen to it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's the kind of stuff that's going to stick with you, uh, at least in your brain. It, it, it's it's like another piece of a song. It's if you kind of came in the middle of it. Yeah. Good. Like Queen's my favorite band. So if you're going to come in the middle of Bohemian Rhapsody, it'd be fine because you still know what you yeah. know what just came. Yeah. You, if I come in the middle of any Beastie Boys song, I can continue singing the rest. I'll yeah. know exactly what's going on. Right. Right. It's, it's just that good. Yeah. And there's just that much spirit of life in it, like, you know, and I, yeah. and that's cool. BC Boys is, that, that's a good choice. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for asking this me. This was awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, so, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, just listen to the Nerdist podcast, guys. And then I have a podcast called Save It For Air. Awesome. Um, our website just got bought out by some Japanese website stuff yeah okay. it, we don't know what happened All we're right. figuring it out so you can just look it up on itunes okay until we buy a new website save it for, for air yeah All right it like it happened last week and all hell? of a sudden it's just like it's just and we someone translated it, it's like for depression and we're like oh that's sad and All weird right, yeah that is really <laughs> what's going on i don't understand yeah it, it doesn't make any sense um <laughs> <laughs> yeah messed up but i do that with my friend logan and then uh Twitter, KT underscore money. Awesome. That's awesome. it, yeah. Sweet. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Again, thank you to Katie. And you. Uh, this was awesome. And everybody, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Our producer is Mike Warden, our host is Jason Klom, and he's also the editor. Comedy on Vinyl is a stolen dress entertainment production. You can check out all of our other podcasts, books, videos, other audio stuff, probably some writing, at stolendress.com. And uh, please check out Comedy on Vinyl at facebook.com slash comedy on vinyl, twitter.com slash comedy on vinyl. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us highly, and spread the word. Thank you so much for listening to Comedy on Vinyl this week, and have a very good thing.